Welcome to another episode of the Music Raygun Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Paul Champanelli, and with me, as always, is... Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk, how you doing over there? Fine, Mr. Champanelli. <laughs> Mr. Champanelli. It feels like actually things have just gotten real like formal now with that with that talk. Why, why, well, what talk? Why was I talking like Do that? Do you sound like uh, Dennis France? <laughs> Where's, is Dennis France from Chicago? Yeah. Dennis Francis from Chicago. Yeah. And I'm talking like that because uh, the theme of this night's episode <laughs> is Chicago. Now, now, now you sound like George Wendt as That's the, the right. Bears. I mean, look, I'm not from Chicago. Yeah. My only reference point for Chicago accent is the, the Bears the sketch. Bears. So that's what I was doing. That's fine. Yeah. It's uh, honoring Chicago. Yeah, that's what this episode. It's been a while since we did an episode focused on, uh, I think, Scotland was the yeah, last Scotland was the last one. Yeah. Place, but that's a country. Yeah. It's been a long time, I think, since we did a city. Yeah. Long, long time. It's Maybe it was Philly or something. Do Chicago. Happy to do Chicago. Uh, well, I, I have... Very little, basically zero connection to Chicago. Yeah, you've never been. Or you visited? I once was in a long-distance relationship with a girl who lived yes. in Milwaukee. Yeah. So I'd fly to Midway Airport and then take the bus to yep. Milwaukee. So I was in Chicago's airport. Yeah. And that's it. There, it counts. Yeah. It's in there. Yeah, I mean, I lived there for four years, uh, 92 to 96. Um, after college. Literally, we're like three months after college. Yeah. Spent three months in Atlanta and then moved right to Chicago. Chicago. And still to this day, I've said it was the best time of my life. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tell my wife that. Well, I mean, I, I did meet you Anne. Met, you I met, met my wife, wife there, there, so that yeah. was nice. But like, even she's like, yeah, it was pretty great. Because you're young. Yeah. You, it's the 90s. You're in a big city. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. You're doing anything you want to do. You're like, for me, I'm having a... A stupid day job of doing theater and then partying when I'm not doing theater. What, what more do I need? Yeah. So in my life, that was the best time. And also, even though I was only there four years, there's a little bit of like, um, I know Chicago. Yeah, I was Yeah, I was there for four years. You're from there. I'm from there. Yeah. I'm from here and Cleveland. I can be both places. You have that accent now. You sound just like I just did. Yeah, exactly. When you talk. Yeah. Uh, but why did you move there? To do theater? To Yeah, I'd always wanted to... I'd always wanted to move to Chicago because as a child, I saw About Last Night starring Rob Lowe. (laughs) Yes. And I was 16 and uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is what it's like being an adult in Chicago. Yeah. You just go to bars and play the saxophone. No, that's uh, that's, um, St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. About yeah. last night, he just goes to bars and fucks girls. Okay. Like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then plays softball. And then just kind of hangs out with his best friend drinking. And I was like, this is this is what you do? Yeah. And it kind of but was. But only in Chicago. But only in Chicago. You can't do those things anywhere else. Nowhere else. Yeah. Um, and so I knew there was also a good theater presence there. So it kind of fit. Um, but yeah, it was great. It's, I still have friends there. We still go back there. And his family there. And uh, so I'm glad that we're doing Chicago. Yeah, me. I mean, I. The music is great. That's my connection. There's a lot. Of, when I was digging through this, I was like, "Oh shit, you're from Chicago." Oh shit, you're from Chicago. Yeah. Some I didn't even add. The only two, and I haven't seen what you've done. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, I'm not putting on here is I'm not putting on Chicago. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yes. No. That's that I would be bad. I, I'm a little worried people will see the the episode's topic is Chicago. 
think it's the band Chicago and uh, yes. goes, skip this one. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Because that's what I would do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is music from the artists from the city of Chicago. Yeah. Skipping Chicago. Yeah. The, me too. Yeah. There's not going to be any Chicago on this no. episode of, okay. of Music Radio. I'm interested to, th- to see what you pull up. Well, the first clip is mine. All right. And it's about someone who's not a musician. Oh, okay. Comedian? No. Okay. Uh, someone who's involved in the world of music. Okay. Uh, someone who died uh, 12, uh, 10 years ago. And so the clip is his like little his little obituary on network news. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes when he does. So yeah, close your eyes, and I'll just I'll just uh, play the clip. Take a moment to note the passing of Don Cornelius. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Don Cornelius, the host, the creator and host yes. of Soul Train, yep. which itself started on Chicago's like local public access. TV. Yeah, he's a Chicago guy. Soul Train is a Chicago show. Yep. For some reason, I, th- I mean, well, for some reason, it makes sense. I thought it was out of Detroit. Oh, I can see that. Because yeah. it's Motown, right? Yeah. But, but no, that's out of Chicago, Soul Train was. Or yeah. Philly, it could have been. But Yeah, I can understand that too. But yeah. it was only in Chicago, I think, for a couple of years. Yeah, it very quickly made the jump to, to LA. To, uh, uh, well, yeah, a national broadcast. Yeah, national, yeah, yeah. So I just thought we'd watch a, a clip talking about, you know, it's, it's network news, so it's sort of corporate and stayed, but yeah. it's, you know... Rather than a 45-minute documentary, a couple <laughs> yeah. minutes talking one, about One of the most influential people in my life. Yeah. He died today in Los Angeles at 75, an apparent suicide. Bill Whitaker tells us that Cornelius was a TV pioneer with a vision and a one-of-a-kind voice. I'm Don Cornelius, and as always in parting, we wish you love and peace. And so... I mean, the, the afro at its peak. Yes, and this outfits were the best. Don Cornelius. Oh, look at that ascot. Yes. Fashion and dance, not only to an African-American audience, but to all of America's teenagers on TV. Love the Soul Train. Oh, I love the Soul Train. I watch this show every Saturday. (laughs) Four years. Even before MTV, Mm -hmm. Don Cornelius provided a televised stage for performers to reach a wider audience. Very well. I don't have to introduce any of these folks. Anybody that don't know. I mean, everyone went on the show. Yeah. Oh, look how cool they are. James Brown, Gladys Knight and the Phipps, Aretha Franklin, and Smokey Robinson. What did he mean to pop culture? He integrated the culture. And Smokey. And, yep. And gave people of all races to see a positive black image. Born in Chicago in 1936, Don Cornelius started working as an insurance salesman before enrolling in broadcasting school in the 1960s. After a brief stint as a radio journalist, he pursued his true passion and in 1970 started a TV show featuring crazy. What's crazy? Just the fact that it's like, yeah, he sold insurance. Yeah. And well into his 30s and then was like, hey, you know what? Let me start this show that I really, really... Really well, no, dreamy. first it's that he he did radio. First. He did radio, between, yeah. Which I'm sure someone told him, like, hey, you have the best voice that any human being has ever had. Yeah. Uh, you should be a broadcaster. And he's like, oh, I guess I should yeah. be. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's really cool. He was inspired by, but wouldn't copy, the long-running American bandstand. If the American bandstand goes <laughs> right, we're going to go left. If, if Dick Clark goes... Up, we're gonna go down. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she was a very famous dancer. Which one was that? The one with the long hair. I think her name was Crystal. Crystal. With Soul Train that had never before been there. He, he really created something wonderful. I'm Don Cornelius. Cornelius hosted the show for 23 years, helping transport black music and Curtis style Mayfield. from yeah. inner city to mainstream America. The journey was by train. The journey was by train. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who wrote that copy? Yeah, come on. I mean, he deserved better than that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would sit here and watch a whole 45-minute doc with you, but... Oh, yeah. Just wanted to... Uh, you know, we've, we've had Soul Train on this... Multiple. On the show many times. Yes. And I thought for the Chicago, we should focus on Don Cornelius a little bit. It's a good win open. I can't believe it's already been 10 years since he died. I know. I, I think it just happened. I like, if you that. asked me, I would have said, like, yeah, that was like 2018. I thought it was like tw- I thought it was like COVID time. Yeah, like like right around COVID. Oh, I guess he passed from COVID. That's ten yeah. years. Fuck. We may or may not have a little bit more soul trade later on in the episode. Ooh, I have some too. Well, that's I've I've Don Cornelius related. Yeah. Well, for now, let's move on to. Oh yeah. Thing. What's but this? This is Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Yeah. Uh, Which is really Shaka Khan. It's, Shaka it's Khan. really well. Rufus was an actual funk group. Yeah. And this band, when you look at this band, you're like, oh, they're way dorky without Shaka. <laughs> like, you look at all of them, you're like, okay, you guys are like really amazing musicians and yeah. they sound great, but you're like, Shaka's making you cool. Yeah, I, I for a very long time thought that Rufus was a guy. So did I. Like Tony Orlando and Don. Yeah. yeah. Rufus and Shaka. Kong, like like know. Ike and Tina Turner. I thought yeah. it was like, oh, I guess there's this guy. No. Just the like a mononym was, guy. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the group was Rufus, and then like they got Shaka Khan to be the lead singer in it. So it's Rufus with Shaka Khan. Rufus and Shaka Khan. So what's the clip we're watching? This is an actual video. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is a, do you love what you feel? Good, okay. Great disco song. Is it early music video? Early like, music late seventies. Yeah, early late seventies. I think this might be before Sweet Thing. It might be before after. Tell me something. Tell me, it's after. I have this album. <laughs> I have that album. Yeah, it's after Tell Me Something Good, but before Sweet Thing, I think. No, 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 Sweet Thing's there. It's before Ain't Nobody. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yes. Is that Rufus? <laughs> they're, they're all Rufus. No, no, no. Ain't Nobody. Is that Rufus? Ain't Nobody or? is Rufus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Shaka Soda. Yeah, I know. I'm wondering if you know this Oh, song. yeah, there's dorky white guys in Look Rufus. at that dorky. There's two dorky white guys. And then just young Today Shaka Khan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know this song. Ah, uh, and look at the drummer is like and a, Andrew Gold on drums. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and then, and then, like the bassist, he's just wearing a Dodgers jersey. Yeah. And then Shaka's in sequence. Yeah, it's a weird band, but they sound so good. The keyboard player looks like that actor who played Henry Gale on Lost. You know, they're like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't know that guy works a lot. Yeah, he's good. And Shaka just is just a ball of fire. I play this song all the time. Guy is so goofy. That's why I like... (laughs) The the fact that they're like unattractive, dweeby white guys makes me think like, they must be like the illest musicians. Yes, they must be amazing. (laughs) Just like session guys who wrote hits. If you just heard this song, you'd be like, wow, this must be some really super cool... Yeah, Fun disco band with with Shaka Khan. I only just tonight found out that Rufus is a band of mostly white dudes. Yeah, who's go- or goofy. Yeah. yeah, and like they almost look like a bunch of dads. 
Yeah, they look like they're like uh, uh, Foxy without the sleeves. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I, if I recall, it's like Shaka left, but it wasn't like I don't think it was uh, animosity. I think it was yeah. just like it's just too big. Yeah, she's like I'm a star. Yeah. You're a bunch of dads. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think Rufus... i got to check it. I don't think Rufus recorded again. No? I think it's just... You know, one shock and left. That was kind of it. They still cash those checks, though. Yeah. They, I mean, they had a ton of hits. Yeah. ton. And stuff like Ain't Nobody and Sweet Thing. That's constantly playing. Tell Me Something Good was on uh, the Millennium Funk Party CD that I had in high school. <laughs> great. That's a great funk song. Yeah. That's great. But it was like they were a funk band and then disco came like, yeah, let's do some disco. Yeah, this is more this is much popular. Yeah. I love this song so much. It's good. Yeah. Shake your butt, Shaka. She's got it. She can still sing too. Yeah. I would this would have been a band I would have loved to see in that prime. Oh yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's <laughs> just goofy. And Chaka Khan is like so cool. Yeah. Ugh. Love it. But I'm on their side. I like a dweeb. You know, I used to be dweeb, a dweeb before I was a cool before guy. You, before you start smoking and wearing sunglasses. That's right. very true. Yeah. You know, and but they can play the shit out of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Technicians. Yes. Technicians. Yeah, I mean, I think they had. I mean, they had like five or six albums. They had a live album that I actually have. It's great. And the video is just very classic early '80s. Like they're in a white studio. It's just yes. white walls, and, and they're performing. Yes, like and then there's like pans, and then the square, like uh, the Brady Bunch squares, the Brady Bunch squares, yeah. and they're like, how many wipes and and star swirls can we do? <laughs> All the PowerPoint effects. <laughs> We're going to do them all. <laughs> yeah. This is 1979, people. We're not fucking around. Yeah. This is Rufus with Shaka Khan. <laughs> we need to make them look cool. It's cutting edge technology. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I knew they were from Chicago. Again, I thought it was one of those like, oh, are they from Detroit? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never thought that they were from Chicago. I mean, that's, isn't that just sort of the story of Chicago? It's the second city, you know? Yep. It's, no respect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until tonight. Until right now. And speaking of which, my next clip is, this is one of the first bands I thought of mm-hmm. for the episode. But in terms of, I always think it's like, oh, you wouldn't think that they're from Chicago, but mm-hmm. they are. You'd think they're from Seattle. Or whatever, because this is uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I figured you were going to put the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Billy Corgan. This is yeah. We're not going to... Don't worry, Kirk. We're not going to watch a music video of the Pumpkins. We're not even going to hear any Pumpkins music. I like 1979. 1979 is great, but that's sort of an outlier. I love other Pumpkin songs. Mm-hmm. But 1979 is like, it's out. It's it's, it's it's its own thing? It's the song that people who don't like the Smashing Pumpkins like. 100%. It's and song. people who like the Smashing Pumpkins also like. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Not like Lover Madly or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but this is just a, an interview clip, a, a more recent interview with Billy Corgan, where he's talking about Chicago. Okay. And how the Pumpkins are a, a Chicago band and what that means to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was there at the time. They had already left. Oh, that's right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You were the... Yeah, well, you got there in 92. Yes. 
So that was already when they had they were getting big. So you weren't there like to see them no. go like, from like local hot act no. to international. I acts. was I missed them. Yeah. Uh missed Farouk Assault. Like just by like months apparently. They almost they're not gonna be on this episode. Yeah. Almost, but we've we've done them before. And so. then the group I almost put this group on because it related to them. Yeah. I had mentioned them before. Lime Credo. I remember you talking about them because you said at the time people were like, they're the next pumpkins. Yeah, yeah fuck Farouk Assault. Fuck the pumpkin. Lime, Lime Credo. And I, Never I, heard of I just Googled Lime Credo on YouTube. Yeah. And it was like a, a local like brew festival like four years ago where they were. Oh, they're still like, there. like old guys playing. And the comments are like, they still got it. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, still playing. I love I love the people who are still Chicagoans who still love Lime Credo and never stop. <laughs> yeah. There's so a lot of them. It's my favorite band. They were great. They're great. Should have been bigger than the Pumpkins. Yeah. The fact that they didn't make it yeah. doesn't mean that they weren't great. Doesn't mm. even mean that they weren't yeah. better than... It could be true. I've never heard of them. But it could be true that they're better than the Pumpkins and Veruca Salt. You might like them. I actually saw them in concert. Yeah. I saw that. It was just a bunch of guys in flannel watching them. Sure. They weren't grungy or anything. They were all rock. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, that's the that's the pumpkins. Is they're also not grunge. Exactly. They always sounded more like a weak My Bloody Valentine. Oh, interesting. But yeah. they were alt, and it was yeah. 1992, so yeah. they became one of those bands. Yep. Um, but they're from Chicago. So Billy Corgan, he's such an interesting guy, for better or for worse, usually for worse. Mm-hmm. But this is him talking about Chicago. What role does Chicago play in sort of? Oh yeah, war? and the person interviewing him is Lars from Metallica. Oh yeah. So when we year was this? This is 2018. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe this is Lars's part yeah. podcast or something. Yeah. Uh, you hate Lars, right? Lars sucks. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> like James Hetfield, he's you know I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kirk is cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Lars fucking sucks. <laughs> he is the worst. <laughs> so this is Lars interviewing Billy, and it's kind of like these two guys can both go to hell. But. <laughs> what role does Chicago play in sort of who you are when you wearing this fucking beanie hat? When we first would go to New York or Los Angeles or London, we would get treated a certain way, and it was really confusing to us because we grew up very working class. So hard work was. That was just what you did. It was like work or die. So we would go to like a place like New York. And it's like you guys are too into this. I mean, like, like, like we would get castigated for for working too hard. That's funny. You know, I remember Courtney Love calling me once and saying, "Your first album is unfair because it sounds like a second album. <laughs> like you guys work too hard. That solos are too good. You know." And, uh, you know, Metallica had that, too. They said, like, like an ambition that was almost like what some people would kind of scoff at. Sure. And I'm thinking, I like, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And, I, and I'm thinking, it's too heady. Yeah. yeah you okay, guys. guys. Too okay, much. guys. Yeah. It's like we're too good. We're just, yeah. like, so good. It's like, when people didn't like that. We were so good. Humble brag. Yeah. I'm thinking, get the f- out of my way. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm coming from? Do you know what I want to escape from? And I used to say about Kurt. They wanted to believe that Kurt Cobain would roll out of bed, take some drugs, and write a f-ing classic. Kurt Cobain, as a as a lyricist, as a songwriter, as a visionary, was a f-ing assassin. He was great at what he did, and it's a shame he didn't do more of it because he was f-ing great at what he did. And he let people believe that he was the guy. I was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, how many t- how many nights do you think there long before Nirvana that he sat in a in basement 
trying to figure out why does this chord go with this chord and listen to Nirvana's early demos, listen to Nirvana's first album, listen to the second album. His voice is changing. It's not just changing physically. He's finding the character of Kurt Cobain. They want to sit there and talk about, oh, he did this and didn't do that. Him and Dave got in an argument. Said, Give me a break. And, and the great thing is the public, by and large, by and large, really only cares about the music. Okay. That was very Chicago chip on, chip on my shoulder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Everything he said is true. But he, he still doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> doesn't fra- get why he says. He's framing it in a shitty way. It's not that you work too hard. It's that you are a sellout. It's the oh, difference between... It's, the, it's not that, like, those other bands didn't care about their music. It's that they didn't care about selling their music. Like, Billy Corrigan always wanted to be a rock star. Okay, interesting. You know, being on a major label uh, literally made Kurt Cobain so sick to his stomach, and he ate lead over it. Uh, <laughs> Billy Corgan was good with it. They weren't telling you like, "Oh, you're trying too hard to be good." It's like it's like the difference between being great at your craft and just like being a fucking company man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I see like, what you're saying. And and the fact that he's talking to Lars Ulrich from Metallica That's about the it, weird and thing. they're agreeing, like, "Yeah, people don't get us. Yeah. We're too heady. <laughs> hey, Paul, <laughs> yeah. we're too heady. We care too much yep. about the. It's like you don't care about the music as much as you care about the record label." For one brief second, I was like, "Oh my god, do sometimes we sound like that?" People don't get it, Paul. Yeah. Oh no, totally. No, totally. We sound like that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still a nearly forty year old man, being like, "You guys are a bunch of sellouts," but. <laughs> It's Billy Corgan. It's your heart. It's your heart speaking. Yeah. Do you know? Maybe maybe this is obvious to you mm-hmm. as, as like a fan. Did you know that Wendy's brother was in? Oh yeah, I remember okay, Jonathan Melvin. Yeah. I remember when he died. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I heard of him before I heard of Wendy. Oh, in that is sense, interesting. I mean, when he died, it was. I mean, it was terrible. He overdosed on heroin. Yeah. With Jimmy Chamberlain. The drummer, mm-hmm. they both like OD'd together. Uh, Jimmy survived and Jonathan did not. Yeah. And, but at the time, because I was, uh, that was like 94, 95. Mm-hmm. I was still like yeah. a tween or oh, early yeah. teen. But I remember it being like, oh, Jonathan Melvoin, his sister was Wendy from Prince and the Revolution. I was like, oh, the, the girl who's in the video. Yeah. Who's in know, the kiss video. I knew who they were talking about because yeah. I had the, the reference, but. I didn't know, like, her name. That's so funny because yeah. it's so reversed for me. I'm just like, oh, Wendy's brother was in Smashing Pumpkins. That's right. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, he died. I don't know. He wasn't an official member, but he was, like, their touring keyboardist. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, because of that, that's when they kicked Jimmy out of the band. Mm, okay. I didn't know uh, that. He came back later. And, every you know, the members have all been in and out of Smashing Pumpkins. Isn't it all just Billy? It's mostly Billy. Yeah. It's mostly Billy. But... Billy Corgan's such an interesting guy to me. He's obviously very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see him interviewed, he's not just like some stoner idiot who can't talk. He's very smart and very uh, erudite. Yes, very. As you could hear from that interview. But it is all it it's it is evidence of like he he was always very calculated. He's a great businessman. I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's still a musician, but he also like bought a wrestling company because he likes wrestling. Did he? Some like off brand, like okay. you know, like yeah, WWE yeah. type yeah. thing. And so, 
like that's what that interview was about. It's 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 not Billy that you care and everybody else is lazy. Yeah. Or people think Kurt like rolled out of bed and wrote classics. It's that for you it was always like it was always the wrong kind of ambition. It was like let's be I don't know how to put it, but yeah. you know what I mean? Uh he's a very calculated Mm-hmm. businessman he's like a musical entrepreneur more than he is like i could see that you know like more than cobain is the music and, yeah and yeah. and yeah you can make the argument that for kirk cobain it destroyed him yeah and uh billy corrigan is alive and healthy and doing well and like <laughs> yeah yeah also i gotta push back on him i'm like what person was like yeah cobain just rolls out of bed and does drugs and writes a song i'm like Think anybody who was a fan and young at the time. No one ever, a fan. No one no. ever thought that. Yeah. You're like, no, he's a fucking musical genius. Yeah. No one ever thought he just rolled on the bed and did a song. Bill. But the thing he said about like, oh, he was finding the character of Kurt. I'm sure there is some truth to that, yeah. but I think a little bit he's projecting because I was just about to say it feels way more like the Billy Corrigan we knew in the '90s, like zero shirt and he's disaffected. It's yeah. like he was playing the role. Yeah. Of a disaffected, angsty, 90s Gen X guy. definitely. And I don't think Kurt was playing the role quite as much as he seems to want to think that Kurt was. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a little bit like, I get it that you're a hard worker. (laughs) Yeah, we're not saying you're not. Yeah. And that's like the Chicago in you. Yeah. But you're framing it as a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> but it was interesting. And, and, and I think it does track, you know, I mean, the, the stereotype is Midwesterners are very like, you do your work. You yeah. Know, you don't uh, complain. Yeah. That you don't complain. Yeah. You, get, you get grimy. And he is that kind of a guy. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's not, uh, he's, he's pretentious, but not in an artistic no. way. No. That's, maybe that's it. His pretension isn't artistic. And that's what everyone was trying to say to him. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, You're not yeah. pretentious in the right way. You're Billy. doing the wrong pretension, <laughs> Billy. Too heady for us. Yeah, you're. <laughs> All right, let's move on to your next clip, uh, which is a uh, real oh. weird. Okay, yeah. had no idea mm-hmm. that sticks was from Chicago. No, I thought they were from the bowels of hell. <laughs> I thought they were either. And that's why that was their name. I thought they were from. The Bay Area. I was like, okay, I didn't think they were a Chicago band. Yeah. I don't hate Sticks. Why not? Because this song is great. Okay. Which is too much time on my hands. I think we've talked about Sticks before. I admitted to having a soft spot for Come Sail Away. I direct, love Come Sail Away. Directly from the Freaks and Geeks Yeah, which pilot. is great. Come Sail Away. They've got yeah. three great songs. Come Sail Away. Mr. Rabato. Mr. Robot is trash. <laughs> Babe is trash. Yeah. But uh, this Ooh. one, too much time on my hands, because it's Tommy Shaw singing mostly. Okay. And from Damn Yankees? From Damn Yankees, Tommy <laughs> Shaw. And fucking Renegade. Renegade's a fucking jam. Okay. Everything else can fuck off. As long as you didn't say Lady. Uh, oh, Lady's <laughs> terrible, too. What's his... Den- is all, yeah, Dennis... De- Sticks, I mean, Sticks does suck, but it sucks mostly because of Dennis Young. It's because it's that thing where Dennis Young was like, I can write us monster fucking ballad hits that'll yeah. make us a ton of money. He's a Billy Corgan. Yeah. He's like, I know how to do this where we're going to be successful. And it's going to be successful. And that's my ambition. And all the other guys were like, well, I'll take the money, but I don't like this. <laughs> we like to imagine. Yeah. I mean, listen, they didn't have And problem. Tommy Shaw, I'm led to understand, is like a, is a great guitar player. 
I heard he is like a, actually yeah. pretty great. So this is different. This is I'm, this was viral like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This is because there was a video for too much time on my hands. Yeah, early like before like, you know it's the seventies video, uh, and so Paul Rudd went on Jimmy Fallon and they recreated it shot for shot. Right. This is like a combination, I imagine, of because Jimmy Fallon will. I don't know if he still does it, but for a while he was doing a thing where he would impersonate like you do a Neil Young. But oh, singing yeah, a yeah. different song, yeah, or like he did, like Bruce Springsteen doing some, some song like 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 kid you, songs, right? No, this is totally different. But this is, but but it's also when Paul Rudd and Adam Scott would recreate those TV yes. shows. They did Bosom Buddies and stuff yeah. like this. Yeah, so heart, to heart. heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that. So for they did too much time on my hands, and it's pretty fucking spot on. They also did uh, the King of Wishful Thinking, Go West. <gasps> that's a that's probably their best one. Then they did Dead or Alive, uh, Spin Me Around, and they yeah. got in trouble for it. Um, really? Because Paul, it was around that Paul did it, and the lead singer of Dead or Alive was um, gender fluid, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you shouldn't be doing that because it's offensive, oh, okay. and so it became a whole thing. Oh, okay. But this one, this one's pretty fucking great, and shockingly, Jimmy Fallon's actually pretty damn good in this. He is good when he does musical impressions. Yeah, he's really good at this. So they're lip syncing. They're just doing the video shot. Does it show it side by side with the original? Okay, good. Because I don't have the context. Yeah. Good. And it's really good because the video is stupid and cheesy. Jimmy Fallon and Paul Rudd versus Sticks. Yeah. So Jimmy is Dennis DeYoung Mm -hmm. and uh, Paul is Shaw. Okay. (laughs) Do you know the song? I don't think so. It's like you'd think they're hamming it up, but no, it's a pretty exact recreation. Yeah, it's exact. I fucking love this song. <laughs> this song is great. I mean, so far there's nothing that objectionable, but well, okay, now it's a little stupid. <laughs> and here's uh, here's Paul Rudd doing Tommy Shaw, which is really funny. So it's an actual video, like they're in a bar and they do the exact replication. Yeah. Paul Rudd's a legend. I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> like he kept his beard. Yeah, he kept his Tommy Shaw's clean shaven. Yeah. Looks like uh, Prince Valiant. Yeah. So good. He's like, I'm not going to shave off this sweet beard for the very similar to this. Did so, they just show this on The Tonight Show? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, do you not know the song? Not at all. Let me see. The, the chorus is coming up, so maybe... maybe. Okay. Well, maybe the chorus won't suck. Does <laughs> this song suck for you so this far? This is whack. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is fucking killer. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. This is wacky. It's You're a great here. recreation. You're going to like this part. Hand clap. It was not even a. It was like the muted hand clap. It was a. Uh, it was a fake hand clap. This song's a jam. This is a great '70s rock song. <laughs> I don't care who says no. No, I I say no. <laughs> but I like this. This I like is funny. This project. Yeah, I like it's really they, funny. I love when they do stuff like this. I'm a sucker for it. I'm. I'm. I've watched this so many times. <laughs> Mainly because just Paul Rudd's like Paul Rudd gets it. Yeah. Oh, it was it? Oh, it was just a. What yeah, it was just, I think it was just a clip. 
Okay. And then they'll go to the second one because yeah. they didn't do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they repeat it. We're going to play Renegade off air. and you're I know Renegade. That's a jam. Kirk, the, you're not going to get me to like sticks. Come on. I'm going to get you to not. I get sticks. it that you were a little kid and mm-hmm. there's all this nostalgia. I have bands yeah. like that too. Uh, but sticks isn't one of them. <laughs> better than the pumpkins. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this song is better than not since 1979. Better than any other pumpkin song. No, it's not. <laughs> Kirk, come on. <laughs> I I can't... What is that? This, it may, they're better, maybe, than, like, better than Ezra. or <laughs> Better than Ezra. Or, like, Tonic. Tonic. Or like, what other... Better than what other the Beatles. Middle of the road 90s band are they better than? Hendrix wishes uh, he could play guitar. I will, I will say that this stick song is better than Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla. How about that? Is... Too much time on my hands, better than any Counting Crows song. You have to think about it. I'm going to say probably not, and I don't even really like Counting Crows. <laughs> better than Goo Goo Dolls. No. Okay, that's just your age then. You're ignorant. <laughs> this song is great. I don't care who says it. <laughs> Love this song. This and I don't song even is, like Sticks. I'm defending Sticks. I don't even like them. Okay, but this song is not good. <laughs> well, you have poop in your heart. You, I mean, look, I want you to enjoy it. <laughs> and you can have my share of the enjoyment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I will. But Sticks are from Chicago. Yeah. I feel like you've, like, Chicago is like, Kurt, don't tell them that. <laughs> don't tell, let them know. We Just, don't want people to know that Sticks is from here. Keep saying they're from the Bay Area. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Talk about the Shy Lights. Oh, fuck yeah, the Shy Lights. I almost put the Shy Lights on. Yeah, yeah. come on. It's the Shy Lights yeah, from Shy Town. Shy Lights. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. I love, uh, I like the Shy Lights. I, this is my favorite Shy Lights. Oh, yeah, song. this is the Shy Lights. Have you seen her? Yeah. Because I talk all the time about how I love talking on my songs. And it's this, a big, big This one, is yeah. the paradigm of that. Yes, this is 100% like so much talking. This is the song I'm thinking of when I say I like that. Oh, okay, so this is like, this is the example that all other talking songs should live by. Yes, this is the standard of... Now, usually when that happens, it's like the bridge, right? Yes. Like you get the song and then the front man stops and and, and goes like, girl, hey, girl, hey, let me talk to you for a minute, girl. Like in the middle of the song. Yeah. This one, it's a big, long introduction. Yes. Where the other Shylights are doing their... Mm-hmm. And then he's telling a little story. It's a little story time before the song starts. So that part's different, but it's still the king of mm-hmm. this. So this is the Shy Lights doing Have You Seen Her on Soul Train. Oh. And what you're going to get here, too, is some really great special effects. Nice. Some cool visual effects. Uh, this is pre, like, Star Wipes and Brady Bunch and uh, squares yeah. and things. But this is what they could do. <laughs> and uh, And I just love this. I, I want to preface it by saying, not the first version of this song I ever heard. I know which one he did. The, the MC the, Hammer. Hammer, Hammer yeah. one. That's so when bad. When I was eight years old. I got Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him on cassette for my eighth yeah. birthday. And I played it a lot. And, it's, the song is so bad. And that was I thought I thought for many years as a little boy that Have You Seen Her was an MC Hammer song. <laughs> yeah, I can under- That makes sense. <laughs> it's so bad. He ruins yeah. it. But this, this is great. Let's do it. For the oh, look how cool they are. The biggest and best afros. Yes. Wonderful orange jumpsuits. 
I, oh, they're orange now, but wait until the visual effects. Oh, okay. I like it. I'm actually, I like this song. I'm a better, I'm a bigger Betcha by Golly Wow fan. I mean, okay, you know, to each their own, yeah. but I, you know. There's no talking in that one. It's the shy lights. And also, the, you know, the dancers are slow dancing too. Yeah. It's real cute. Yeah. It's real innocent. Here we go. One month ago today. Oh, see the colors? Yeah. Oh, it's changing purple and mm-hmm. orange. Oh, wow. I go for walks. That's great. Maybe to the park. <laughs> Maybe to the park. I have a seat on the same old bench to watch the children play. <laughs> you know, tomorrow is their future. <laughs> but for me, just, just another, another day. day. Yep. They all gather around me. They seem to know my name. Like this wouldn't fly today. No, he's also like losing the threat. <laughs> this is a this is a romantic. This is like I he's, can't find yeah, my girl. That's, that's the thing is he's his brain his mind is all scrambled up because his girl left. His girl like, left. I don't even I I walked the bar. I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> all these kids. Why are these kids know you were here yesterday, Mister? What was I? I don't even know. I'm so heartbroken. I'm having a psychotic moment. Yeah. He's in a fugue state. That's he's a, in a fugue state. Yeah. That was the original title. <laughs> fugue state. Fugue state. Yeah. We laugh. <laughs> Tell a few jokes. You know this. This is great. Okay. Too long of an intro. No. Too long. No. This is the one song that could have been way longer than five minutes. <laughs> I would have been there for a 20-minute story. Let's get to the groove. That's the thing. It's like, uh, it's like, um, what's that? What's that George Thargood? Is it one bourbon, one scotch, and one, one beer? beer yeah. He's got a whole, like, long thing. Or, or, uh, Jake Isles band with the, uh, which song is it where they do, like, a whole story intro and it goes on and on? I don't even know. For that, I like it. For that, I like it. I, I think let's, uh, let's trim it up. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get to the groove. Yeah, I've tried. I keep saying she'll be back. Plus, it's just great. It's 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 great time to slow dance with your lady. There, right there. That because then you get a little hips in. This is such a good song. I mean, as much as I love Bet You Back on the Wall, this is yeah, no, this is it's such this a great is a song. classic. Chicago Soul. Again, it's one of those like. Thank God they're called the Shy Lights because I was like, oh, is this Detroit too? Philadelphia. The Philly, right? Yeah. You're right. Philly. You're like, yeah. Is this Philly soul? Thank God you're called the Shy Lights. And I'm sure I'm sure that was calculated on their part. Yeah. Like, let's make that. sure they know. It's a great name for, for a singing man. I also wouldn't have thought that that dude was the lead singer. I wouldn't have thought that that dude was going to hit the falsetto. I thought there'd be yeah. another guy hitting the falsetto. Yeah, he looks like he would have been the bass. Yes. But the same guy who does the spoken word bit is singing this Is doing the falsetto. I didn't know that until I saw the Soul Train. I didn't know that until just now. And you would think that it would be another guy stepping out. Like the young dude. Right. Now, it could be fake because they are lip syncing. Yeah. You but, would but think that think if they it would... was... They would have been like, okay, bring it out. Yeah. They would have done that. Not exactly... Uh, Temptations level choreography. No, but they're doing a thing. They're doing a thing. They're not. They're focusing on their on their song. Low I love watching the slow dancing. Yeah, it's so good. Because when they know that the camera's on, yeah, they're, they're like, like, "Oh, the camera's on. Here's my time." Yeah. Uh, this poor dude is just dancing by. Yeah, he's oh, like, no, no, he's got a girl. There she is. It's almost like she's a little bit farther away and not looking at him. They're just not holding each no, other. We've all been there. Yeah. 
They're yeah. cousins. They came as friends. <laughs> yeah, they came as friends. Again, this happens every time. I'm like, they seem really old to me. And I'm like, I'm like twice their age now. I know. They're probably in their 20s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that dude, if you told me he was 50, I'm like, yeah, he looks 50. Yeah, they look older. Yeah. It's the mustache, I think. Yeah, it's the stash. I still can't believe he's doing the falsetto. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why this song is like played ad nauseum. Yeah, it never, it never it, goes, it never away. goes away. Great. Yeah. The perfect afro. Uh, yeah, this is flawless. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the peak of of afros. In, yeah. Like, Seventy one. Yeah, that's right. You know? so this is like seventy one, seventy two. Yeah. They've all oh, got, they've all got kick ass. It went afro. green. I didn't see girl green before. Yeah. <laughs> Their suits were just green. a guy in the in the suit like with a knob. Yeah, just like, kind of fucking around. He's like, the color. What can I do next? And you know, Don's like, yeah, yeah, this is good. I picture some kid watching this, and their dad's like, "What's wrong with the set?" Yeah, like, smacking it. Yeah. Gotta get a new TV. Also, you don't need to talk twice. Shut up, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, you can if you want. It's cool. Listen to do it. We heard your story the first time. We don't need more. Pick one or the other. Close out with talking or begin right. talking. Now you know how I feel about songs that go for longer than five minutes. <laughs> I'm not objecting to the song length. No, but I'm a, I'm I know, but this is how I feel. Okay. You don't need it. It's too much, yeah. you say. Well, that's how I feel about the song being 90% of most music. Yeah. Would you be good with just him talking and them just going, have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Uh, or is no, that I a love the whole thing. Okay. I mean, it's a good song on its own. Even if yeah. there were no talking, oh, it'd still be it would song. still be a great be a, soul it'd song. It would be a better song. Oh, I'm just kidding. I went too far. I you got to at least have the first part. I, again, I would take the first part. Definitely. You would take the first... You would take the... You would, you would cut the second talking yes. part. And would you move the first part to the bridge? No. Oh, because you said you didn't like it starting. You want to just get straight to the No, I like that it's starting. It was just too long. Okay. I like that it started. I think that's that's a good... That, uh, that's different to me. As yeah. opposed to like... Because everyone does the break. That, I'm going to say this clip is five minutes and two seconds long. But if you cut the plot... The, this quick intro at the beginning and the applause at the end, I'm going to say it made it just under five minutes. So I don't have to find the shy lights. <laughs> that's right. They get a pass. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. The track itself is like 4.58. Then you get, uh, yeah, I'll then that's the other a way. Yeah. <laughs> they got allowed. Yeah. So that was the shy lights. That's great. On Soul Train. Now let's talk about oh, the girl. Let's talk about the first fucking time we've put this woman on yeah. Mary Gunn, which is a crime because she's great. I feel like she's come up before, though. Probably. Well, she has, and I'll tell you why. Jody Watley. Yeah. Jody Watley's fucking awesome. <laughs> but the connection is she was a, one of the original members of Shalimar. Mm-hmm. Right. Shalimar was originally produced by Don Cornelius. Got it. And he used two backup dancers to be in the band and picked them from Soul Train, and one of them was Jody Wiley. Got it. So Shalimar is also full Chicago? Yes. Okay. Because Jody is from Chicago. Shalimar's fucked up. There's so <laughs> many different iterations of it. Yeah. I mean, from, well, maybe we can devote a future episode to Shalimar. I mean, it's li- you could because there's like from like their first single. Take that to the bank, which is real disco-y, like yeah. seventy-seven, which which uh, Jody's in to eighty-four dancing in the sheets from Footloose. Mm-hmm. That's all different people. 
Yeah. It's just called Chalamar. Just like orange juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is just completely fucking different people. Yeah. So that's the connection. But this is uh, this is Jody Wiley off of her second album, which mm-hmm. was huge. This is the song Friends. You might know it. I think so. It's one of the first ones. It was one of the first songs to have a rapper in it. Eric B. and uh, Rakim. Which was yeah. huge because like you could get a rapper and just kind of like random. Yeah. But like to get someone as big as that was huge. They are not from Chicago. They no. are they are New York. They are New York. Yeah. yeah. Jody Watley. Yeah. This Chicago. song rocks. This is ninety. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds real ninety. It's, it very much sounds yeah. nineteen ninety. It's got a lot going on in that it's got hip hop dancing and voguing at the same time. Ah. Oh, I love you, Jody. Yeah, she's fly. She's fly. She's not to sound too mean because she had huge hits, but she was definitively like second tier. Yeah, B list. Yeah, B plus maybe. Yeah, because you know Janet's there. It's kind of like I've heard the name Jody Watley. I can picture Jody Watley. Yeah. Don't put me on the spot and ask me to name a single Jody Watley song. Yeah, couldn't do it. She, but like I'm aware of yeah. her as a figure in music. She is. A solid singer. Yeah. She is a solid dancer, but I don't think she has the dynamics of like Jan like the presence, like of Janet. Or even like Paula Abdul. I was just gonna say yeah. not as good as Janet, better than Paul. Better than Paula Abdul, but Paul Abdul, like Paula Abdul had better songs. Like yeah. this sounds like a Forever Your Girl B side. Oh, that's funny. But Paula Abdul's not a great singer. No. Uh I feel like Jody Wiley Jody is a can, better yeah, singer. She's a better singer. Yeah. But they, um, her first album, which I was like, oh, I'm going to put something on the first album, yeah. was produced by Prince's friend and mentor, Andre Simone. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then that was it. Yeah. And then she became, like, she had three big albums. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Eric, my, one of my top five. I love Rakim. Yeah. He's so good. It's almost weird that he did this. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, Paid in Full, it's so spare yeah. and hard, and this is so poppy. Yeah. And he, it but doesn't like, quite yeah. fit. It's This is a monster hit. Yeah. It's just weird because that Because it's, it. it's 90, and, and the music is so poppy, it sounds almost like uh, Bobby Brown's Ghostbusters 2 song. I can see that, yeah. that, that the, 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 the percussion of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's a long-ass rap. Yeah, that went off a lot. You know what else? This is this. This could be on uh, the comfort zone. This is a, it's yes. a little Vanessa Williams. Yep. yep, it's definitely all along that vibe. Yeah, early nineties. Um, uh, yeah, like yes, she had three big albums and kind of fell off, and then like in the past like ten years is now like kind of in the vein of like uh, Robin S. Yeah, uh, she's gotten really into house and EDM, and like they've been embraced for that. Got it. Oh yeah, Chicago's home. And they're scratching in it. Yeah, and that like that uh, enveloped guitar sound that's yeah. just like really produced. Yeah, you know. This is a super produced song. Yeah, but that is that is Eric B scratching on it. That's not some rando. Yeah, well, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Uh, just growing up, Jody, I was like, I love you. Did Eric B ever rap? No, because. <laughs> this is going off on a tangent, but in uh, one of the New York Times crosswords this week, 
it lit the clue listed uh, it listed uh, three hip hop figures, two rappers and Eric B. And then the the answer in the crossword was rappers. And I was like, Eric B. was not a rapper. Eric B. was not a rapper. He was a DJ. Yeah. But then I Googled it and like looked at his Wikipedia, and every bio of him calls him a rapper. I think it's just... That's bullshit. But like maybe he rapped on a track, but he's a DJ. He's I like don't the think consummate DJ. There's not one major hit from Eric B. and Rakim where he rapped. Yeah. He did... He t- I guess he maybe talked in the beginning of Painful. That doesn't that count. Doesn't count. Talking isn't the same as yeah. rapping. As we've seen with the shot lights. Yeah. <laughs> so that th- I call bullshit. I think it's just they wrapped it around. Well, he was in a rap group. Right. But it took me a minute because I'm yeah. like, they're usually pretty precise. Yeah. No, that's a little The long. New York Times, I expect a high level of... Could anyway. be better. Yeah. Sorry to go off of my no, that's crossword okay. puzzle rant yeah, during Jody Wilde. It fit, but that's okay. Jody, <laughs> jo- Jody's for everyone. I'm just trying to give Eric B. the proper credit. No, you should, because yeah. he's fucking legit. It's DJ Erasure. Yeah. I won't stand for it. <laughs> it's just right. as important as the rappers. They were the ones that started it all. The, ra- the yes. MCs used to be nothing. Yes. They, people came they were to clowns. The they were just, they were a sideshow. They were hype people. Right. Know your history, folks. <laughs> I don't know who we're yelling at. Uh, okay, let me take a dramatic turn. All right. Do you know who Wesley Willis is? No. You really don't? Wesley Willis. Wesley Willis was a homeless schizophrenic man (laughs) in Chicago uh, who had a keyboard that he would write and perform songs with. Uh, And in the 90s became sort of a celebrated like outsider artist. Never heard of him. I uh, discovered him in college. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, so my friends and I would smoke so much pot that, like, THC was coming out of our gills. And then we would download shit on Napster. And so you just found it randomly on Napster? Yeah. Wow. And he was sort of a cult phenomenon. And we listened to all his songs. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's he's sort of hard to describe. I almost picked, like, a, a like with the Don Cornelius obit, like a clip about him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's who he was. He he would just sort of, he would play, he didn't know how to play the keyboard. So he would just like play one of the pre-programmed, like, oh, yeah, yeah. and then make up songs about whatever he was going to mm-hmm. make up songs about. Um, do you remember, do you remember Winamp, which was an MP, early MP3 player? The name sounds familiar. The, the slogan for Winamp was, it whips the llama's ass. Yes. Yes. Which never seemed to make any sense. Yes. That's from a Wesley Willis song called Whip a Llama's Ass. Oh, that's genius. He also had songs like Suck a Cheetah's Dick, <laughs> Suck a Caribou's Ass, there's I a, Whipped Batman's Ass. There's a theme. Yeah, there's a theme. But but then but then he would also have whole songs about like celebrities like Kurt Cobain or Bill Clinton or Wow. And he was at the end of every song, he would always say his catchphrase, which is Rock Over London, Rock on Chicago. Rock over London. I don't, don't ask too many okay, questions. Sorry. He's a homeless schizophrenic man okay. with a keyboard. How did he get his stuff on and Napster? Then, and then he would say, he was already, I mean, he became popular in the 90s. Okay. So it was just like, people had it. And now I can. And then the thing was, when I was in college and Napster was big in the early 2000s, you could, anyone who was on the campus network, mm-hmm. you could look at their entire MP3 library and download oh. straight from anyone else who was okay. on the network. So we would just download songs by the dozen. And so it spread. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so he would say, Rock Over London, Rock on Chicago. And then the slogan of some product. <laughs> okay. So it's, you know, uh, Rock Over London, Rock on Chicago, Polaroid. See what develops. <laughs> and then every song would end with that couplet. Okay, I fucking love that. So, I mean, I'm like, how do I pick one song? I picked one of the most well-known ones. Mm-hmm. This one's kind of well-known. Uh, even, even This was one we listened to a lot in college, but then they used it in Super Size Me. Oh, one, okay. Because it's called uh, Rock and Roll McDonald's. I might know it because of Super Size Me. You might know it. Okay. You might know it. Wesley Willis sadly passed away uh, of leukemia in 2003. Oh, okay. I remember when it happened. I was genuinely so sad. Wow. Because he was a sweet man and yeah. talented and we like really brought joy to my life. Wow. And I listened to him so much when we would smoke That's... so much pot and we <laughs> would laugh a lot. So this is someone took for this video. It's just the studio recording of uh, Rock and Roll McDonald's. The studio. And someone like just for a video on YouTube just cut together a bunch of McDonald's commercials from the 80s. Oh, this is going to be kind of frightening, I bet. It honestly, I remember these commercials from being a kid and now watching them an adult. I'm like, this is a fever dream. This is <laughs> so terrifying. Yeah. Here's Rock and Roll McDonald's by Wesley Willis. Oh, this is frightening. McDonald's is a place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. It is a good place to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. <laughs> They do? Yeah. Okay. I vaguely know it from Super Size Me. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you've seen that movie, you've heard it. Yeah, exactly. I've seen it several times, so. It's so disturbing watching it with these commercials. Yeah, I know. It's a fucking nightmare. Ronald Ronald McDonald's is terrible. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, the rest of the song is about how McDonald's makes you fat. (laughs) I mean, not wrong. This is a fucking nightmare. But the song's a jam. The song's the song's fine. <laughs> Putting it with the, all these clips is like I will not go to bed. Cause it's a lot. Oh. Scenes from Mac and Me. Oh yeah. Now there is a very long instrumental bridge he here. Is. He's just like I can't think of anything else. And also again, he's not playing. He's just playing like the demo on his. Yeah, keyboard, he just picked the right? demo and then is singing. Yes. Probably off the cuff. But he did write the lyrics. Yes. <laughs> it is a good place to rock. Have you yeah. ever rocked out at Rock and Roll Never McDonald's? rocked at Rocked Out Royal McDonald's. I think there is a Rock and Roll McDonald's. I wish there is. I want to You know what? There is. Not really, but the, the, I don't know if it's still there. There's one on Sunset. Oh, okay. And they called it the Rock and Roll McDonald's. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But it's just a McDonald's. Maybe there was one in Chicago. There's nothing there. It's just McDonald's. What is going on? That is literally a clip of a vampire yeah. Ronald McDonald's. McDonald's hamburgers are the worst. They are worse than Burger King. I remember. A Big Mac has 26 grams of fat. <laughs> a quarter pounder has 28 grams of fat. Yeah, I mean that's great. He's, he's doing a public service. It's information. Yeah. yeah, he's right. He was he was a big dude, and he also has a song called "I'm Sorry That I Got Fat." <laughs> that's a great title. Yeah. Rock over London, rock on Chicago. Wheaties, purpose of champions. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. That's marketing. That baby. is fucking genius. <laughs> the fact that he would keep two of the same and then yeah. do one different. 
That's fucking great. This dude put out so many albums and like hundreds of songs. Wow. They all follow the same basic formula. He also had a heavy metal band. Like he actually had like a heavy metal band backing him up. It was called the Wesley Willis Experience or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And it was a little bit more like musical, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In a punk rock way. Like one clip that I almost showed is, do you remember Squirt TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Jake Fogelnest was a teenager? Yeah. Yeah. He interviewed Wesley Willis for MTV. Oh my God. In like the mid nineties. This little like 14 year old kid. might remember Talking to this giant friendly schizophrenic man. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm glad you showed this McDonald's because that's the one I, 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 because of the movie that I recognize. It's, hey, listen, say what you want about his musical talent or outsider artists in general. And I'm always here for outsider yeah. art. Rock and Roll McDonald's is a catchy song. All of Wesley Willis' songs are catchy. I will find myself walking around my apartment singing, Rock and Roll <laughs> McDonald's. I'm sure tomorrow I'll be in the shower going, Rock on for London. Rock, Rock on, on Chicago. Chicago. Wheaties. Practice of Champions. Yeah. <laughs> I will 100% be doing that in the shower. Yeah. And going, yeah. What, what am I doing? Myself? He's great. R.I.P. Wesley Willis. Chicago's own. That was great. Favorite son. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had to include that for Chicago. Yeah. Explain to me, please. What's 10 City? Oh, God. 10 City. Yeah. You might hate this. <laughs> but I'm putting it on. You already put sticks on. I already put sticks on. Yeah. You can't have a Chicago episode and not have house music on. Okay. Because house... Wait, does house come from Chicago? House comes from Chicago. I thought house came from New York, like all good things. I yeah. thought house music came from London, and it didn't. Yeah. It came from Chicago based on one nightclub mm-hmm. called... It's like Something House. Yeah. And Something House was the name of the club. I can't remember the full name. And the music out of there... Became so popular, they called it house music. Mm-hmm. And it then traveled to London. Yeah. Became popular in London and then came back to the States and kind of blew up. Yeah. But Chicago has a very, very, because they invented it, like a very protective thing about house music. Yeah. And like, pure, like real yeah. house. The deep, what they call deep house. Deep house. Yes. Like stuff like the, the main guy. I heard that phrase too and didn't know yeah. what it meant. It's because deep house is yeah. like the real uncut stuff from Chicago. From this nightclub house. I'll say, look, if it's house music, I probably won't hate it because I actually really like house. Oh, okay. Even if I do hate it, I'm thrilled that you put it on our Chicago topic episode because that's important. Yeah, definitely. Like, it started, there's this guy who's like the godfather of house named Frankie Knuckles. Mm-hmm. who's the DJ that came up with it and actually had a um, had a single break on the dance charts with it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. It's blanking. But then everyone, like the Jungle Brothers, did house stuff. Everyone's still doing house stuff. And then things that kind of got melded into high energy, like Snap. And yeah, that's that. like that's like the what Culture Club is to uh, to new romantic. Uh, new romantic. It's stepped on and, and deep yeah. house. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Step, this, stepped on. Yes. I love what you said. And then <laughs> and then so this group Ten City, which I knew about, and yeah. I had their album because they got like two good songs. And I thought they were from London because I thought all house music's from London. Yeah. And I found out that they were from Chicago. Chicago. What they're going on? Are they deep house or are they stepped on house? No, they're deep house because they're okay. from Chicago. Yeah. So this is Ten City. That's the way love is. Okay. It's fucking great. The video is real, like made for a dollar, cheesy. Great. But this song is fantastic. Oh, this brings me back. 
Like, I remember dancing to this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking house music makes me so happy. I mean, house music... I think honestly, it sounds ridiculous. House music, more than any other kind of music, reminds me of my childhood. I that's so funny. It reminds me of being young. Yeah, because you don't hear it that much anymore. Yeah, but when it was big on yeah. the radio was when I was first discovering music for myself. Yeah, and listening to top forty radio, and I would hear like Robin S and C. Yeah. C. Peniston and all that shit. Yeah. That was like the first music I sort of had learned, like listened to for myself. Yeah, and that stuff's great. That's like the stuff that crossed over. Yeah. So, so this, this, yeah, this, this just was, makes me think of being like nine years old. That's great. Yeah. Like you can see, this is MTV Dance Club. Yeah. So they wouldn't really put it in rotation. They they kind of separated. Yeah. But yeah, this hook. That's the way. And I don't know this song, but it's house, so it's got that groove. It yeah. has that vibe. It's got that feeling. That, yeah. I love it. Um, it's funny because, you know, as much as Anne likes the all music, she is also a house person. Yeah. So she gets very like, mm, what's real house? What's right. not house? You know? <laughs> and there's this thing she hates when I do it, so I do it all the time. There's a thing, it was typically guys yeah. that if you were listening to house, and typically if you were like on ecstasy and were on the dance floor, you would do this when you get through the beat. Yeah. You would just stand there and do this. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And you just stand there and do this. Because they're on ecstasy and they just couldn't stop yeah. doing it. I thought you were going to do a dance move. No, that's all yeah. they did. They just stood there and just swayed and did this. <laughs> and and I do, I'll occasionally do that and yeah. like, stop it. Stop. I hate that. <laughs> she knew exactly what I was doing. I would have been doing it because I can't dance and that's not dancing. <laughs> you like, something to do. But if you're on, it's like, hey, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they have like one or two songs. I can't remember. It's so other. joyful. It's How great. Like, it's so happy. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a whole um, there's a whole genre of dance called house. Yeah, they'll have house competitions where they dance. It's really great. Yes, yeah, so the thing is, like, it never went away. It was like top of the pop yeah. for a year yes. or two, maybe in the early '90s, and then, but it's always still there. Yeah, they get morphed into other things, like it's yeah. done, you know. My friends and I get together uh, every month to watch a movie that I pick, like mm-hmm. I curate. And uh, last fall we watched, did you ever see uh, Party Girl? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Parker Posey. With Parker Posey. Fucking great movie. A movie made for $5. Yes. But there's lots of great houses. Yeah, there, a right? lot of great houses. Because this is about her having like these house parties. Yeah. Different kind of house, but house parties in New York. and like, Yeah. There's lots of good stuff in there. It's just longer and I love the piano on this. I figured you'd know Party Girl because yeah. of, uh, you were, yeah. How much I love Parker Posey? Oh, that too, but yeah. Yeah, that was right around You were that age at that time. I was that age where I was like, oh, there's an indie film called Party Girl, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about house music and also librarians. Yes. Yes. It's a weird movie. Yeah. But it's great. It's very 90s. I, I read in every Parker Posey, it's like, women still come up to me and, and tell me that they became a librarian because of Party Girl. It was an influential... Not successful right. film that yeah. people are just still talking about to this day. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, this music just makes me happy. Yeah, it's good. And it makes it reminds me of being in my bedroom and reading comic books. That's so funny. And just being a nine-year-old boy, like yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great, though. I'm so happy that that's the case. As, yeah. as opposed to like, oh, I don't like this, or like, I don't even know what this is. I mean, really, the trajectory for for a person who's as old as I am is. When I was just like a preteen, 
and this sort of joyful music was was hot. Yeah. And I was still like young enough to not be ground down by life and to, <laughs> to know what how what joy to still know what joy felt like. Yes. And then like becoming a teenager into the mid nineties mm. when it was like all cynicism mm. and uh, it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's the right arc, right? So I'm hearing the last time you felt joy was when house music was being played. Yes, when house <laughs> music was at its peak of yes. popularity was uh, the last time I felt joy. <laughs> Roughly 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Kirk. Uh, yeah. I like, I don't remember what joy feels like, but I know that I experienced yeah. it. Like, yeah. I can't conjure the feeling anymore, but I have memories you have, of it. You have memories of it. Yeah. You have and a sense it, memory and, of it. And it sounds like house music. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn right. Well said. House music I mean, I never, I never danced to house music in a club. Oh, I did. I just listened it's to it on right. my radio in my sunny bedroom. Yeah. That's still good. Yeah. It's still the essence of house. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to take another turn. Do you know Andrew Bird? I feel like I should. I don't think you're going to like this, but I, I think you're going to find it very interesting and okay. impressive. He's a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. I was really into him in the in the mid-2000s. Uh, I remember going to see him with a friend of mine at this little bar in Providence called The Call that I don't think exists anymore. Uh, and he performed solo. And he doesn't always do this, but he does it... All with a looping pedal. So if you know like okay. Reggie Watts style. Yes, yes, yes. But Reggie Watts does all acapella stuff. Like he makes yes. mouth sounds. But it's like you do something and you hit a loop. And you it hit a loop, a loop so, so you record it yes. and then you loop another sound yes. over it. He does that. But where like someone like Reggie Watts does all sort of beatboxing yeah. stuff. Andrew Bird plays violin, guitar, and he's the best whistler you've ever heard. Oh, I might like this. You might, but it's, yeah. it's a little, you know, alt and yeah. I don't know. Uh so this is him doing that style for a song called Tenuousness. Uh, his songs are a little long mm-hmm. for me. But, you know, they have to be because before he can actually start singing, before he, he builds the yeah, song. Yeah, he's got to build so it like out. the first half is like adding each yeah. sort of piece, you know. And then you can take away certain parts using the pedals and add them back in. So there's, it's, it's fun. It's like, you know, a story being told. As, is it improvisation? No. Okay. That's the other thing. Reggie Watts is he improvises. Yeah, that's what shit. I was wondering. Yeah. These are like composed. Okay. He's, they're very composed. Okay. Uh, so this is Andrew Bird. It's live, like live in studio, uh, performing uh, tenuousness. Was this recent? This is twenty twenty. A couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. He starts plucking. The okay. Line, right. He's trying to remember. <laughs> See, he can't improvise it. No, so it has to be really precise. Yeah. Right? He is every hipster alternative woman's wet dream. Yeah, exactly. A exactly. skinny, good-looking dude who can Wearing play... a vest. He's playing yeah. a violin like a ukulele. Yeah. 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 And obviously, like, some sort of musical genius. Yes. He's probably a nightmare of a boyfriend. <laughs> yes, because right? all I care about is his music. <laughs> and you're like, I can change him, but no, you can't. Yeah. Okay, so he did He's the a first loop. Pixie dream boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. He's working on the second loop. He's got his guitar behind his back. Yes. He's ho- he's got the bow in his finger, but he's plucking the violin. Yeah. And he probably doesn't own a TV. Yeah. No. Never even watched TV. Never watched TV. 
When he was a kid, he was allowed to watch one hour of PBS after he did his homework. Yeah, and that's it. It's not that I, I I'm 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 curious to see where it's going, so I don't hate it. Yeah. Because I don't mind the plucking and it's all that. It's not your kind of music. It's not my kind of music, but I'm very I'm like, oh I can't wait to see where this is going. Right. I saw him live and it was like every song was like this. You just sort of watch and put it together. I mean that would be interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the three women who are watching yeah. on the side, they're like <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> He's doing this for me. Oh, okay. He's also just no shoes on with just socks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. Oh, this guy's great. And his name is Andrew Bird. Like, yeah. it's so on the nose. It's so on the nose of like... He's a Portlandia sketch. <laughs> he is. He really <laughs> is. I'll bet he was in Portlandia. I, bet I was, would not I'll bet be he surprised. Was on yeah. That's him whistling. There was just a bit of it. There's more like Okay. I was enjoying it until he got to this country guitar part. You hate guitars. I don't. I don't like these guitars. I like guitars when it sticks. Oh. Uh, it's, um... It's, uh... Oh, the voice. The voice. Okay, you know what that this reminds me of? What? Babylon. If you want it, come and get it. In a oh, Babylon. Oh, oh, like Andrew some, Gray. Yeah, from like the two, from two thousand. Yeah. Babylon. His voice it, sounds it's like Andrew that. music. We'll it, call it Andrew yeah, music. Yeah, it's Andrew music. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Andrew Bird playing the troubadour. We have to go. Yeah, yeah. I saw him at, like I said, I saw him at a tiny little bar where he was just sort of set up in the corner wow. of a bar. Yep. Because that's how he likes it. Well, he just wasn't that big a deal. I, he's gotten bigger since then. I mean... But he's not like, you know, a superstar. No, no. He's, he's, he's... Fuck. He's, he's like the world's best whistler. Jesus Christ. That whistling was amazing. Wow. That whistling is amazing. And with the exception of not wearing shoes, I love his outfit. Yeah, fucking he looks great. He yeah. looks fucking great. Shirt and tie with a suit vest. Yeah. Tousled hair. Tousled hair. Probably enjoys a good small batch bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you, Andrew. I like the building of the song. I think that's very cool. The music, not so much, but I love the build. This isn't my favorite song. Some of his other songs rock a little more. And, uh, you know, in studio, they're more produced. Yeah. But I thought this was the best example on video of, like, him doing this. Yeah. This is uh, ethereal. It's a little dreary. Yes. But this is like... But it's it's it shows off what he does. Yeah. I... I don't know guys like this in Chicago, but I know guys like this in Chicago. Sure, yeah. I just I don't know how much of a Chicago... I mean, he's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's like a type of Chicago guy. There's this type of Chicago artist. Yeah. Where they're, and I know them from theater. Yeah. That's like the theater version of this. Right. That are really fucking super smart. Yeah. But he does have a good voice. Yeah, it's a good voice. He's a good violin that player. That fucking whistle. A great whistle. It's... Here it is again. 
It almost sounds fake. It's so good. I know. Or like someone playing the song. Yeah. Or like yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's very Wes Anderson-y. Yes. Uh, very much. I wish I could whistle. I can't whistle. But I've never, I've never heard another musician who uses their own whistle to such great effect. Never. Does he do whistling on a lot of his songs? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, a, it's a part of his like repertoire. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I could whistle like that, all my songs would have whistles. In. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you would, like Andrew Bird is a whistler. Like, yeah. He's a he's a whistler. <laughs> That's his. Thing. I didn't know that was a thing before yeah. I was an Andrew Bird fan. But it's like, oh yeah, you, you can. This can be like an art form. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix played guitar. Andrew Bird whistles. That's yes. I can yeah. see that. That yeah. all makes sense. And plays the violin. And plays and the violin. And, stuff. And, yeah. and all the old women love him. But yes, it, I, it's, I think it's very worth noting that it's not improvised, which means he has he can't make a mistake when he's no. doing that, right? Yeah, he can't freestyle. Yeah, when you're playing music, it's like, oh, you hit a wrong note or you forget for a second or you're offbeat. Yeah. Like, no, his stuff has to interlock. Yes. So so I also like that at the beginning of the clip, he was like, wait, no, let me get it because yeah. I can't. He's like, hang on a second. Where am I? I love that part too. That was interesting. So that's why I picked this video is because it really encapsulates all of that. That was a good choice. Yeah. And he's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. Yeah. And we've never talked about Andrew Bird before. No. Uh, Okay. We have one clip left and it's yours. I mean, I wasn't going to put Kanye West on this episode. <laughs> I like the early, you don't like Kanye at all. Yes, I do. You like two albums. I like his early stuff. You like his first two albums? For the most part, I like his first two albums. Yes. Uh I like the one he did with Jay-Z. I like okay. a lot of Kanye singles. You know, I I cherry pick with Kanye. I can see that. I like uh, He's a problematic guy, but I think yes. he's an interesting guy. I think yes. he's an important artist. I remember how obsessed Pablo and I were with Kanye yes. when we worked together. Yes. Like when he was right around the time that Life of Pablo was coming out, he was really hot on Twitter. And yeah. Pablo and I would get to work every day and just talk about like what Kanye tweeted. Like, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of stuff Kanye does that I hate musically. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff he does as a person that I hate. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff he does musically that I love and a lot of stuff he does as a person that I love. I think he's funny. Mm-hmm. I like I, for the most part I like Kanye okay and he's very Chicago and I'm glad you put him on I didn't put him on oh. I put someone who's more Chicago than him oh okay I, I, put, on, I put on Common <laughs> okay well for the B-sides yeah I, I put I put on Common Common I didn't know Common was from Chicago oh really yeah oh my god he shouts out Chicago all the time I assume everything that's good if I don't know where it's <laughs> no. from is from the East Coast mm-hmm. that's <laughs> either New York or yep. New England I mean uh, yeah, Common Chicago. That's why, like, he was tight with Kanye. Okay. And I think Common was started out as Common Sense. Right. And, like, kind of had some stuff and then stopped doing Common Sense and became Common. And then just eventually blew up. But he did and a then lot he of did stuff. I used to love her. And, uh, yeah. And everybody All that like, stuff. He's yeah. the new one. And, yeah. Yeah. I love Common. I think he's awesome. Everybody likes Common, well, I right? I like Common. Yeah. Guy can do He's it like all. the rapper that your mom can like. Everyone loves him. But he still has street cred and is like yes. great and legit. Street cred yeah. is a uh, low-key amazing dancer. Oh, really? Like he can hip He can break. He's okay. fucking great. And so I was like, well, I want to put Common on because he's one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I was like, which one do I put on? And I put on Driving Me Wild, which is one of his bigger hits. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is a, you're going to watch this going, oh yeah, 2007 was a thing. 
Because <laughs> this is when it came out. Listen, for me, 2007 was definitely a thing and not in a good way. Okay. This might bring back because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, her. So, no, it's probably that, like, I don't know it. I you was, don't know like, the song? super depressed in 2007 and literally just sort of, like, lived in my bedroom. And, okay. So, like, I missed a lot of pop culture in 2007. Wow. Okay. This... If you don't write, you might recognize because he's a gigantic hit. If yeah. not, you'll recognize who's singing with him. Okay. Let's play it. I love this song. Commodore's also one of the best looking dudes. Oh, God. He's so fucking good looking. It's crazy. I love this song. This is driving me wild. <laughs> Lily Allen? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't thought about her in a minute, have I you? I love Lily Allen. Yeah. So she sings the hook. And she's in the video. And they're in Chicago. I always wanted to be friends with Lily. Yeah, she's cool. So you don't recognize this? Nope. That's so funny. This was huge. There he is. He's so cool. Good actor, too. Okay, there's a guest spot in this video. You're going to be like, oh, yikes. (laughs) But I'll wait. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Like, okay, go. Okay, go. Also from Chicago. I almost put them on Me too. Saw them live a couple times. Oh, that's great. Oh. I love the common name dropped OK Go in 2007. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. I saw them before they were big. Who was it? I didn't well, know. You'll see in a second. You're like, oh boy. It'll come up again. Jeremy Piven? Jeremy Piven is in this common video. Oh, okay. That's fine. I thought it was going to be someone problematic. Jeremy Piven is problematic. Did he? What did he do? Oh, he did a lot. Oh, I don't know what Jeremy Piven did. Oh, he's uh, kind of a creeper. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know about that. Yeah. I thought he was just that guy from PCU. And... Uh, no. On one of his shows got called out for being incredibly inappropriate. Okay. With, no. so, yeah, but no, this no. was like 2007 where Entourage just blew up. Right. And they're like, Piven's it. So that's not... This, Jeremy Piven isn't in this video. Ari Gold is in this video. Yes, Ari Gold is. It's in Ari Gold, video. and also because um, he's from Chicago. Piven's yeah. from Chicago. Uh, that's what I figured. Yeah, and he's trying to be cool. He's still, yeah, he's, <laughs> just hanging on a wall. It's so funny that you know Lily Allen, yeah. but you don't know this song. No, I know. I remember her songs. I can't think of the name of it. Cry, I think. No, a different one. Okay. She was big for a minute, man. Yeah. Because I knew about her before 2000. Okay. There you go. And then her brother was on Game of Thrones, and it was like, that's Lily Allen's brother. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Oh, really? No. Yeah, did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. That's her brother? Yeah, Greyjoy, Alfie Allen. That's Lily Allen's brother. I had her no Her song, Alfie, idea. is about her brother. No idea. Yeah. I literally had no idea until this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's arguably a bigger star at this yeah, point. Yeah, pretty but, much. But, uh, yeah, and he's and he also kills John Wick's dog. Yeah, yeah. I love that dude. He's a great actor. That's Lily Allen's little brother. I had no idea. Yep. Uh, uh, I was there saying I saw I saw. Can okay, you rewind for a second? Yeah. Okay. This is how the, old this the is. The masks. That... Yes. All these people. Yeah. Are no longer married. Oh, they're he, they're talking about them like they're couples. Yeah. Like, hey man, you gotta have this relationship. <laughs> Like these very solid relationships yes. that will never end. I love this song. Lily Allen is great. She's so great. British. Yeah, it's so British. <laughs> and she's wearing combat boots. Yeah. With the dress. <laughs> I 
All of them are. <laughs> well, I mean, when and he like, died, yeah. every, they broke up. Reese and and uh, and uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan yeah. broke up. Yeah. I was like, wow. This is good. Yeah, I'm glad you like this. Yeah, uh, Common reps Chicago hard. It may be even harder than Kanye. <laughs> I mean, if you name drop, okay, go. Yeah. I was trying. I was bragging because I saw OK Go before they were big. I saw them open for They Might Be Giants in 2001. Oh, that's and we, so and, fitting. And we, they, I thought they were so cool. I went and like the only merch they had was a couple of like EPs and yeah. cardboard sleeves and like a sticker. And I like bought that shit. I that's, thought they were rad. That's so fitting that they opened for the Might Be Giants. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And they were like, "We're from Chicago." Yeah. And they did like a Smiths cover, and I was like, "These guys rule! Yeah, these guys are amazing!" And then they got more famous for doing quirky videos than for yes. their music. And I then, was I was really close to putting OK Go, and I was like, "Nah." But it's like, what are we going to watch an OK Go music video? Yeah. I've seen it. That we've like, all I think it millions upon millions of views. I don't have anything to say about it. I like their music too. It's good, but you know, there are songs I saw them do live that I still remember that aren't on any of their albums. Oh, okay. But they were, they're cooler. Like, they went a little, they sold out a little once they started recording. They got a little poppier. That's so funny. Yeah. And once they started doing the fucking videos. Yeah, but I yeah. wish I could find, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. for a B-side. Maybe it'll be OK Go. Maybe it'll be Kanye. Yeah. Oh, Common. Yeah. John Wick 2. That's right. He's one of the. He's yeah. one of them. Oh, my God. That's right. With Lily Allen. Bro. Oh, yeah, my God. Remember, well, the, I don't think Alfie would have been in it, right? Because Well, Alfie, he's, uh, he's, he's in the universe. He, yes, it's, now but, the, it's now the John Wick universe. But he probably didn't meet Common and have no. a conversation about, like, oh, your sister's Lily. No. She did my thing. Because he didn't make. He didn't survive. He didn't part survive one. part one. Spoiler, yeah. people. Yeah. Either did Common, so spoiler for part two. Listen, I said he's the one who kills John Wick's dog. <laughs> I assume people intuited that means he yeah. fucking died. Yeah. And if you didn't get it, then fuck off. <laughs> Common says fuck off. Yeah. No, Common rules. Common rules. Yeah. Uh, Chicago rules, even though I've never properly been there. So, let me tell you Just to stop over on Every my way time to be with a girl. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that's dedication. Twice I went to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not bad either. Milwaukee was cool. Milwaukee's cool. Chicago's cooler, but Milwaukee's not bad. Yeah. I We go to Chicago once a year, and every time... I get. I'll, I'll be walking through the streets and I'll be quiet. And Anne will look at me, and be like, "You want to move back, don't you?" And I go, <laughs> I "Think about it." I think it's, we're not because she can't stand the cold. Yeah, it's oh, I, I think I would have been happier in Chicago, New York. I mean, I'm an East Coast guy. Yeah. New York's a little in, intense and like it wouldn't have overwhelmed me, yeah. but it's too expensive. Yeah, it's too it's just too expensive. L. A. has never really been my vibe. Like I'm happy here. Yeah, but it it, it like. It hasn't changed me, and I'm not quite on the same level. Like, I live here happily, but I'm not on that L.A. wavelength. Yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like Chicago, I would have had winters. It's a, yes. it's, it's all... It's not New York. It's yeah. the second city, but it's it's still Chicago. It still rules. It still rules. There's I a could, lot I could do. have done improv there. That's why I moved to L.A. Yep. Tons of improv there. Tons yeah. of theater there. I mean, it's the, it's the world capital of improv. Yeah. So. I mean, it's amazing. It's yeah. a very... It's a very... It can be a very... It's a... It's a big city. It's got a lot of big city stuff. It's got big yeah. city problems. But it's also, it's an easy city to figure out. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, best time of my life. I'm going to do it. Oh, that's gonna, it? I'm going to spend my 40s in Chicago. <laughs> I just decided. And if you want music, Reagan, to continue, you're just going to have to tell Anne. It's time to pull the <laughs> time, trigger, time honey. Time to go back to Chicago. Yeah. We, listen, she, 
those early 90s were good times for us. Yeah. <laughs> no kids, just hanging out, going to bars and clubs. I mean, that's me in my 20s and 30s and going to be my 40s, so... Well, not the bars and clubs part, but the no kids and just hanging out and the doing whatever I want. Yeah. All the things you described about the greatest four years of your life. <laughs> That's right. You're just doing now. Just riding it. Uh, yeah. Then you should be in Chicago. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it. Gonna there we go. Plans. It's going to be That's plans. It. A year from now, I'm going to be in Chicago. I'll be with I'll be. No, there. I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, but I think I, if I visited, I would I would dig this. You would absolutely yeah. dig it. Especially if you went like October. Where it's my the, favorite time of year. And where it's like way fall, but yeah. it's not freezing. And you're like, oh, this is my life now. Yeah. And then November comes and it's like 30 below. And you're like, wait a minute. No, I, I love winter, dude. It's way cold. I love cold. the cold. It's like Arctic winds. I mean, I, it's still I, great. I understand it's probably Hasha than New England winter. And it yeah. might be too much even for me, but I want to experience it anyway. You said Hasha. Way no, Wicked Hasha when it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to fix that when you move to Chicago. Just saying. Well, I thought I did a pretty good Chicago accent. You did a good Dennis Franz way Franz. early. Yeah, it was dub music, Ray Gun. <laughs> uh, I told you two, three times already. Keep going. <laughs> like I can't do accents. I can do a serviceable. You Chicago. can do pizza and pieces. All the, yeah, all the obnoxious ones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I dig Chicago. Yeah. You know what else I dig? This episode of our of Music Reagan. Me too. But that's the end. It's the end of this one. Music Reagan is uh, co-hosted and produced by me, Paul Champanelli, and me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed, who's from Phoenix. Boo! I Maybe. mean, yay! Yeah, we'll do a Phoenix episode sometime. Will we? Yeah, it's just going to be on Meat Puppets. <laughs> that's Ooh. it. Oh boy, that would rule. Actually, <laughs> we'll do a Meat boy. Puppets episode, but call it a Phoenix episode. You're like, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Check out his stuff at uh, bagweed.bandcamp.com. And thank you to everyone listening. Until next time. See ya.